Welcome to another extremely awesome episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance, number 70. I am your host, Joey, essentially collecting dust D's. You did it! I did it! That one was easy. <laughs> is it because you're old? That's because I'm old. But old is gold, and we're here to play games. You can play yeah. games at any age, can't you? Across from me is Josh Utley from the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? And of course, our partner in crime, our nemesis, Sean Epperson of Thing 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. And the one keeping everything classy for us, the lovely Vicky Barcelona. Sure, classy. <laughs> yes, glass. We all have glass. Josh, how can the lovely Board Game Alliance alliances reach us? Classy. Yes. You know, I couldn't think of a good one for that. <laughs> Go to BJGeekNation.com and get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More! Hey, you can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes. You can find a lot of great podcasts on all, all of those sites, especially radio.com, by the way. Yes. If you've never been there, it's pretty and, great. And the cool thing with uh, BJ Chase Geek Nation is that every Tuesday we do the Board Game Alliance, and Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, typically, assuming there's no vacation situation going on or holidays, we have new episodes where we talk about TV. Usually. And mostly most, TV. It's mostly TV <laughs> or, you know, comic books on occasion. And I, more board games. And yeah. more board games. You can hear me complain about Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's lot. over. All right. Okay. I was going to save this for one of the next podcasts, uh, the actual main show, Geek Nation podcast. But since we're hearing there is plenty of Game of Thrones board games out there, I figured I'd read this anyways. Are you saying that because the last board game I played with BJ was a Game of Thrones board game and I may have gotten so angry at him I left? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that happened. All right. In Game of Thrones season eight, Daenerys's last words are, we break the wheel together, which spelt backwards says... Which doesn't make sense, just like the rest of season eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Wow. Oh, man. I think my favorite thing to do in the last like week and a half has been watching all of the actors get their scripts and start reading them and just look so unpleased. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I, I don't blame the actors and I don't blame HBO. I think I blame... Like the director, writers, maybe, because I think they were just more excited to work on something else that's nerdy. You know, I can feel it. I would like them to pass on that opportunity. I think they're good at what they do, but the fact that they didn't care at the last season is disrespectful. You know, it's one of those things when you have such a daunting task that sometimes you just don't get a good plan together for it. Mm. And, you know... At the end of the day, we got an ending, and we're going to get another Star Wars. So uh, let's cross our fingers and hope for the best. Well, it's okay because now it what it did is it gave you a way to organize your your DVD shelf. Yeah, and you know, with every great thing, <laughs> <laughs> wow, bird you can put season eight up there next to Mass Effect three. Yes, exactly. Because the ending just didn't mean. Yeah, no, it didn't. I, I don't know no. what I'm going to do because I usually buy my mom for either her birthday or Christmas, Mother's Day or whatever. I buy her a new season of Game of Thrones and we're at the very last one and I'm wondering, is it worth it? Mm. Well, Just, you know, It's like almost to complete it, but... Uh, I will say this though, if you do get it on DVD, it's probably going to look gorgeous because they do have a lot of great just sets and costumes and camera work. I mean, If I, you want to hear them speak in a really, really hot accent, then watch the behind the scenes. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> but I do know we have something uh, that'll get your mind off of that disappointment. Ooh, we have some special deliveries. Special delivery! <laughs> I'm on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, uh, Vicky? One more time. 
Special delivery. <laughs> I love this so much. I love Fat Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but what do we got for special deliveries? Well, I had one come in from Gameland Games. You may be familiar with the Tiny Epic series. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got Tiny Epic Mechs. Ooh, I love mechs. What does that mean? Well, it is a uh, uh, a programming game Ooh. where you will program your movements out in this little arena board to attack your opponents and kill them. But first, you need to get in your mech, <gasps> get your weapons, your advanced weapons, and then maybe get to the middle where get your mega mech. And you can put your mech, your meeple in your mech, and your mech in your mega mech, and have all the weapons and all in a small little box of awesomeness. <laughs> it Teeny came in box. two months early. Wow. Two months early. Gamelin knows what they're doing. Their tiny epic series is, well, epic. epic. Tiny and epic, for sure. So highly recommend anything. You see Gamelin putting up a Kickstarter, you know, you are a safe bet. How do you roll dice in this one? Or do you roll mechs? You don't roll dice. Oh. You program with your cards. Oh, okay. This kind of makes me think of um was it gadget gidget? No. The one I played at 4XCon. I'm totally blanking on the name. Give me a sec. You guys continue. 4X Mac Con. Where we build even bigger mechs. And they combine them into Ultron. Ultron. Shut up. Gameland did the Heroes of Air Land and Sea. Not in my mind. Oh, okay. I know those games. We talked about those. giant, massive game. The epic game of epicness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the BJ was the on tiny on. epic. It was the massive epic. <laughs> you you could fit about forty-seven boxes of tiny epic into one Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea box. Yes, but will you be a hero? Gizmos, thank you. <laughs> Gizmos, <laughs> shut up. You did get the G right, Vicky. I'm giving you partial credit. That's more than I got in high school. Anywho, I hear we have more special deliveries. Wait, who's at that door? Special delivery. Hey, it's Fat Bastard. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. It's Sean. Hi, Sean. Hey. <laughs> hey, I've been exercising. Shut up. Uh, I got in Xerxes by Alcyon Creative. Uh, this was one off Kickstarter, a company I hadn't uh, backed before, so this was a new one. Um, the game came in six months early, which wow. really blew me away. For but a first-time Kickstarter? For a first-time Kickstarter, wow. they would deliver that quickly. Um, there was a few little problems with uh, the overall quality, but the gameplay looks really fun. I actually kind of played a game by myself, and I was uh, interested enough to keep playing, and I played through an entire game versus myself, uh, just basically as a learning game. Who so, won and who lost? Uh, <laughs> I won and I lost. Wow. <laughs> well, I can attest, playing with you gets pretty boring. I love you. But I have to say there are so many beards in Xerxes. Yes. Every character (laughs) has a full beard. But is it a unique beard? (laughs) They're all beards. And it's got a cool like Xerxes mini in it. That's pretty neat. So, but yeah, that's one uh, we'll be playing at some point, and uh, we'll report back then. Well, that sounds fun. I have a beard. I don't think my beard's probably as epic as the beards in this game. I can Not put glitter on it, make it epic. It's fine. Ooh, okay. But I'll. Pr- you know what? The thing is, you have to have a very manly and aggressive beard back in that day, you know, for those very, like, cutthroat games. I don't know if my sparkly beard is going to do anything but got <laughs> attention, and I will do not want to be the first to die. Second? Okay. First? No. <laughs> Sparkly beard, that's what I'm here for. That's right. Uh, do we have any other special deliveries? That's it for now. Heck Aww. yeah. Special delivery. Liar! Sorry. Wow. <laughs> that's what happens when your Kickstarter doesn't come through. <laughs> it's been three to six months. Where are you? 
<laughs> uh, well, moving on from that, we did make, uh, well, Josh and Sean, you guys posted a great little question on our Facebooks and our Twitters and all our lovely, sh- lovely social media games asking people about their collection essentials. What board game did they have to have? That way when someone comes over and goes, guys, I've never played a board game. What do I need to play? Well, you've got a whole list. And we got a lot of responses on this, actually, too. Well, for me, a collection essential is defined as it doesn't really matter what type of game player you are. These are the games that everyone should just have. Oh, okay. So the, uh, the, the what do you call it, classics. Or yeah. your basics. Yes. It's like a women in fashion. It's like you have your essential basics. Yeah, when you go to a diner and you, you're like, oh, what am I going to get at a diner? There better be a cheeseburger. <laughs> Yeah. And there better be, you know, bacon and eggs. Exactly. And french fries. Exactly. So and a what? really, really awesome waitress. Board game. Is, and, and she better have a raspy voice. Like, what do you want, sugar? Yeah. <laughs> and do you want ketchup with that? Yeah. And then her pop has to be the old cook in the back who's sitting there drinking coffee. <laughs> Sorry, so I have a whole like I need to write this one down. <laughs> Can we make a board game out of this? Our board game cafe has a smoking section. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I have an idea for those listening. This can be for a future episode. I want you to give us like a main idea, like an example, a diner with this sassy old lady and the smoking guy in the background. Like just give us a plot and we'll try to develop a quick board game out of that plot. I like it. So just send it in whenever and uh, you can do it to bjgeeknation at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter or anywhere. So please do that and we will do it on a future episode. Nice. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, well, for me, we talked about it last week. Kemet is a collection essential. Mm-hmm. It does not take six hours to play, unless you're with BJ. True, uh, but it's it's just great. It's got awesome minis. It plays fairly quickly. Uh, <laughs> huge strategy, attacky, beautiful. For me personally, Kemet. Wow, I'm surprised you you have quickly moved Kemet all the way up your list from. Not existent to number one game in the year. Well, see, I have other <laughs> games that are my favorite game. I just don't know that they could appeal to broad spectrums. Oh, like okay. A collection essential. Wow, so Kemet really is knocking it out of the park, though, in that sense. Yes. Uh, Trevor Shirk from the interwebs, uh, one of the posts there, said, Just one. Uh-huh. I know it's new, but it has gone over incredibly well with every person I've introduced it to, from casual to hardcore to non-gaming family. It's brilliant in its simplicity. See, the thing I think of when, you, when you're thinking of, uh, like, essential games, I'm thinking that it has to be a game that you can introduce to somebody who's never played board games, and it's not going to discourage them from playing any other board games. Resistance, in my opinion, out. Any of those, <laughs> especially if you're playing with people who are really intense at those games. Uh, but I'm thinking party games are going to fall on this list, or even just the more lighthearted games. Like uh, King of Tokyo, for example. That's one of the first ones I got to play. Very fun. Kids can play it. Pretty straightforward, fun uh, art on there, or I do like that of just one, just because it's a fun party game. I'm exactly that same way. Mine that I thought immediately came to my mind was Code Names, because yes. it's so simple. Everyone can learn it quickly, yet somehow there's a, you you just can't nail it the first time when you're with a new group or you've only played it once. Like because you have to get into those people's minds. You got to be like, okay, when I say UFO or when I say pizza, are they going to understand? 
that this random picture of a monkey somehow has to go oh. along with pizza. Are you thinking uh, code words with the, the photograph one, the picture yes. ones? Okay, because they have different types. They now have a Marvel one, Disney Princess one. I love code names underground or after dark, something uh, like that. Yeah. It's the okay. filthy version. Of course. Uh, <laughs> shocking. It's shocking. just all innuendo. Yeah. I love it. Uh, another way to think of collection essentials is a, a game that teaches that mechanic. That okay. Basic. So uh, Chris Newton says, Lords of Waterdeep. I oh. couldn't agree more. That was actually, I think, the first, uh, totally blinking right now. Worker placement? Uh, worker placement game I've ever played and what made me fall in love with worker placement games. Because I remember the first time I played it was with BJ, I think Uncle Chris. And it might have been, what is it, you, Sean? Somebody. It might have been. It might have been because I remember everyone decided to start giving me all of the mandatory quests. <laughs> the person who sucks. never played. And I'm sitting there pissed off because I'm trying to figure out how to play the game. I'm like, okay, well, what's better, this or that, blah, blah, blah. And I finally got pissed. I'm like, so can I do A, B, and C? Okay, cool. Screw all of you. And I ended up winning. So that might have been also why I like the game because I won. Oh, man, I love Lords of Waterdeep as well, only because we all got to play it together with BJ. And Sean and BJ got into a huge quarrel because I think Sean gave BJ a mandatory quest. And so BJ goes on this, it had to have been a five-minute stand. He stood up from the table to rant to Sean about why he shouldn't do it. Then, like a half hour later, when BJ can finally give Sean some payback and give him a mandatory quest, he gives it to Josh. No, he gave it to me. We all just got screwed for no reason. And Sean's sitting there. And we all, of course, asked BJ, do you remember when you were going to stab Sean in the back? And he goes... Well, I mean, I was going to, but he wasn't winning then. <laughs> See, like, uh, neither were we. <laughs> here's why, and like well, this kind of goes back to that one episode when we talked about things that annoy you during gameplay, and I am that person who will go on my phone. Because I've played with BJ, not only does he take forever to take his turns, by the way, I'm very, very uh, fired up about this because I totally spat <laughs> everywhere. Uh, and second of all, he, yeah, he goes on these tirades. It's like, I don't really want to listen to you, so I'm going to play a whole nother game. Sometimes the same game we're playing on my iPad <laughs> or I, on my phone. Because I'm just like, no, nope, I'm going to ignore this because I want to still have a good time. I love playing with BJ for that one reason, though. Because yeah. it's always epic. It's not We're just not just playing a game. It's also a social deduction game, which I actually think that Sean ended up, uh, you ended up winning that game, right? I think so, yeah. yeah of Lords of Waterdeep? He wasn't winning, yeah. And yeah. then he was winning. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also played, by the way, we played with the expansion, the, the Skullduggery expansion. I, I love the expansion. Yeah, yes. it's, that's an essential expansion. Yes. For an essential game. Uh, what else did uh, the uh, what, what uh, did you call them? Board game essentials. Board game no, the uh, what is it? Board game alliance oh, members. Alliances. Alliances. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Dove says Seven Wonders. Yeah. That's actually oh, one yep. I was gonna say. Base drafting game for sure. Definitely teaches you that, and, and it teaches you that collection essential. I was gonna say it's, uh, it teaches you that mechanic, and it's this is one of those games that I always go back to and be like, hey, remember in Seven Wonders when you are collecting all the sciences, mm-hmm. and you get certain points for collecting. That's how. I like to explain when another game has that same mechanic. Side note, it's one of those games you'll probably not understand what the hell is going on the first time you play. The second they tally up the scores, you're like, oh! Let's play again. I got it. It's one you definitely don't want to walk in in the middle when that table is covered with cards on everybody's area and go, hey, you want to play? This looks great. And they'll be like, no. (laughs) I see a quilt. I have no, <laughs> no idea, idea what's what going on. But then you actually play it, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, these go over here, these go here. And, and it's like, I'm trying to commun- accumulate points. And uh, what was that expansion we played that one time? The Armada. 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 The water expansion. Yep, I think out of all of the expansions I've gotten to play with that, that is the best. It's that probably was a very good one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, mine was Sushi Go and Dice of Crowns. Now, I didn't <laughs> want to just list my own. <laughs> That's why I put Sushi Dice Go in there. We should know what that is then. Right? <laughs> you mean, I don't understand these. It was for your reason, Vicky. I mean, those are games <laughs> that you can easily take to take with you anywhere mm-hmm. and play with literally anyone, whether they've played games before or not. So, I mean... Those are just great games to have, and I think that's an essential uh, kind of game to have. Yeah, and while you were kind of joking, we actually broke out Dice of Crowns two weekends ago because we had 25 minutes, and we were like, well, we can't start a huge game, and we want to do something, and PJ goes, I got just the game for this. (laughs) Pulls it out, and you literally understand the game, what, 30 seconds into it? Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, this is perfect. But it's also very entertaining because kind of like Yahtzee in that same way, like you just get to roll a lot of dice. Yep. <laughs> and everyone loves to roll dice. And there's a little mini crown you get if you win. <laughs> I lost. No, I, found, I saw on your, on your Facebook page recently that someone made like a fancy ass dice. Or oh dice, my gosh. excuse me, crown. Yeah. So what, what, what was the story behind that? Fancy's putting it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So what they did was they were able to get, uh, we put out the 3D files for backers of the original game. And they got those files and they printed in copper a crown. And then they had that copper crown uh, gold-plated with 18-karat gold. And then they had garnets and a sapphire inlaid into the gold crown. Wow. Uh, I didn't get that version. How that cost? What kind of a backer do I need to be to get that yeah. version? They just they love the game so much that they wanted to like, take it to that next level. And they're like, yeah, we have a lot of fights over like who's getting the crown now. Like It's taken to that epic level. Of, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at that point, I want it. Side <laughs> right? note, if you're, if you're going through a divorce or whatever, and you don't know what to do with your ring, there you go. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, you can make a Dice of Crowns ring. I propose to crown. you, my queen. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's actually awesome. <laughs> this one's from Yuda Kazar. I might have butchered that. I apologize. Burchard. But uh, I'm not the first one to screw anything up like that then. Or yeah, the second one? Third we, one? We only track you. Oh. Mm. <laughs> we don't want to uh, see that list, guys. There's a lot of tallies. Yeah. Uh, Scythe by Jamie Stegmaier and Stolmeyer Games. Which one's Scythe? Scythe is it's a steampunkish worker placement action selection game. It is a heavier game. But it's just so beautiful, and the the mechanics are so elegant. Uh, it's just great. Ooh, we're and gonna have to play that. They have uh, they have expanded it with uh, airships, Ooh. and they've expanded it with uh, just some new encounter cards. Because surprisingly enough, some people have memorized all the encounters on all the encounter cards. What? And uh, then they expanded it with a legacy uh, expansion, which you play. And change the game. Wow. It sounds like my type of game, but I got to lie. Uh, I Google searched it and then hit images. And guess what came up, guys? A, a, a site. An actual site. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Jeez, I know mind-blowing. But, you know, when, when you're not thinking of fully through and your head's all, only in the board game genre, well, how, how did this not show up first? All right, I have one that I, I'm curious to see if you guys will agree or disagree with me. Because if when I'm talking about the party game world, I'm, you've never played a board game, never played a card game. What is one, you know, you're an adult. I should mention that. (laughs) I feel like uh, Cards Against Humanity is uh, one that I feel like everyone should play at least once. You don't have to have all the expansions. And yes, it is basically a ripoff of apples to apples. (laughs) But I feel like there's so many other party games that kind of rely on that kind of idea of, let me place a card, everyone vote, that card goes to you. Whether it's, um, what is it, the game, is it memes, game of, I'm totally blanking. There's a game of memes? Yeah, it's basically, it's the same basically uh, mechanics of uh, Cards Against Humanity, except you get a picture 
of a meme, like a very popular meme, whether it's, uh, you know, the guy with the cell phone, you know, looking real concerned, you get um, success baby, all those memes, and everybody has different cards and put them down. The person who votes or gets to pick that person then gets the card. We need to play this game. I have it. Um, oh, what the meme, I think it's what it's called. Oh, yes, okay. what the meme. Uh, but it's the same basic di- uh, mechanics for it. So I feel like because of Cards Against Humanity's popularity, there was a lot of other games that have been able to come out. Super Fight being one of them, similar mechanic, except there's a little bit more verbal fighting. Right. Uh, as well as, a, I mean, this was just kind of like a one-off for funsies, and I actually bought it, Game of Phones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you guys heard of that yeah. one? Yeah, I have heard of it, yeah. Uh, basically, it's the same thing as Cards Against Humanity, except you have you use your phone a lot. Like, hey, show us your last selfie, and then we vote on. Oh, who's I was going to say because or... game of other things, you die usually <laughs> if you don't yeah. win. <laughs> your phone eventually dies, so I guess well, that might be it. I do think uh, Cards Against Humanity is absolutely a collection essential. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do need to be more adult to play it. Yes, the jokes do wear out, but it was a you can't argue its success. You can't argue the fact that you can just set it up and play for fun you don't need a winner you just you get to sit around and party and fun but you also have this look at all the copies any mm-hmm. game that spawns all the copies that's telling you okay well the first one must be great like right. dominion it's the first oh, deck yeah. builder look yes. how many deck builders there are now it's like i love dominion the first time i played it but then you play ascension and because i love dominion i fell in love with ascension right uh one of my groups that i I don't really, they're not my gamer group per se, but uh, they just like to get together and they'll have drinks and this kind of talking, but they're playing Cards Against Humanity at the same time. So it's more kind of like a game that's almost in the background. It's just an excuse for them to get together and, and talk and have fun and, and, you know, using gaming as just a light tie together. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a thing. It is true because Cards Against Humanity kind of ends after every round. So it only really takes, if you want to look at it that way, like a minute to play every round of the game. And since there is no winner, you can kind of pick it up and drop it as you go along. So when you're, like, yeah. hanging out with all your friends, if you get distracted randomly, it's you're not like, like... I'm out this round. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, there's technically a winner first person, like, what, 15? But nobody ever keeps track. It's yeah. just for funsies. I got a question. We haven't mentioned this one. And this is, I think, probably minus, you know, Monopoly and Candyland, probably the first game I really played, Settlers of Catan. Is the, yeah. Do you guys still do you play that at all? Or if you have no one who's played a board game, do you still let them play it? Settlers of Catan is absolutely the game that is owed all this credit. Yes. <laughs> it, it is responsible for me being here. It's responsible. I, Actually, I, for me I'm, being here. Yeah, it, it, it's the game that started the Renaissance. It really is. I mean, I feel like it was. It's one of those games that board game nerds loved when it came out. Like when it be, when it got super popular, it was super well received, but also well received with the non nerds. Because I had a lot of groups of friends when I started playing. I think I was like twenty three. This was a good seven years ago, and then I would go hang out with friends, go drinking, and all that stuff. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna go play a game. We're gonna play Settlers of Catan." People that aren't your typical nerds, and so I love that it was able to kind of. Like, kind of tie everyone together. Yeah, I can definitely say that. I mean, I loved the game because there's always trading involved. And man, are people bad at trading. (laughs) I think it's just the whole idea. Hey, does anybody have wood? I need wood. Wood for sheep. Wood for sheep. I always had all the sheep. That's all I could ever get in that game when I first started playing. And so they started calling me so uh, you ended up the shepherd. The, the yeah. shepherd. That's yeah. a cool yeah. nickname, though. Shepherd. shepherd. Yeah. Well, I never won, though. I mean, that was the whole joke is that by the end of the time, someone would always get the Monopoly card. They'd pick sheep. And I would look at them. And I'd be like, you just stole all of my sheep. You have murdered the shepherd. I'm out of the game. I have but, not played in years, though. That's for sure. But it is great. 
I definitely a lot of people listed Catan as one of their collection essentials. For oh, sure. good, good, so good. That showed up on the list. Side note: uh, uh, Star Trek Catan, a lot of fun. Oh, I've never played Star Trek Catan. I believe BJ has it. It's it's very like it's very Catan, but they have a couple of extra elements that I think elevates it from the base game. Starfarers of Catan is getting a reprint, Ooh. which is uh, that's one that's been really popular and really sought after, but it's been really really hard to get because it's been out of print forever. Uh, and it's Catan in space, so yeah, that's coming out here soon. I love space. I'm gonna <laughs> run down a few more of these just real quick, just to we got a lot of responses. Uh, Paul Schroeder says Eclipse. Randy Wilson says Battlestar Galactica. Vicky would never play it because it's Whoa. hidden, uh, hidden uh, identity. Hidden yeah. identity. See, I always heard that Battlestar Galactica was actually a tougher game in Firefly, were a tougher game to play. Unless I'm thinking of a different Battlestar Galactica Firefly game. Firefly is definitely more pick up and deliver, uh -huh. and it can go long, but uh, very different games. Fair enough. Uh, Rob Gates uh, says Dominant Species. Jason Lee says Agricola. Which is the Euro of Euroiest of Euro games <laughs> yes. to ever Euro. That's what I've heard. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Politis says Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh, a few more for Kemet. Uh, yeah, a ton of responses. I feel bad because I have Sheriff of Nottingham and I loved it when it came out, and now it's like, eh. meh, meh. I saw one here that I was uh, kind of happy to see. Uh, Jayaru, I'm butchering this name. I'm sorry. Uh, is uh, Architect of the West Kingdom. Which one's that? Architects of the West Kingdom is by Garfield Games and released by Play Renegade, Renegade Games. Uh, it's essentially a worker placement game, but it's an expansion off of their original where you put out one guy and then take one guy and do a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, this was put out a guy. The more guys that you have at that spot, the more powerful that action is. Mm. Uh, but if you leave your guys out there too long, someone can come along and capture them and throw them in prison. So there's a lot of interaction in that game. So it's it's interesting that they listed that one because it's not like the base kind of worker placement game, but it definitely is a showing the evolution of what worker placement games can be. It's interesting because I feel like there, as we've been discussing all these games, I feel like there's different tiers of uh, board game introduction, like your essential board games. I feel like uh, the first tier would be your basic party games, your... Um, there's just one, Cards Against Humanity, you know, even Super Fight. And then you have your next tier, which is a little bit more involved, but it's still very luck-based, so it's not a lot of skill that you have, like a King of Tokyo, for example, maybe even Catan. And then I feel like you have, like, your third one, which would be a little bit more challenging games, but still pretty fun, like your Seven Wonders. And for me, one of my favorite games, uh, Cosmic Encounters. Oh, oh yes. yeah. That's yeah. on my list of Essentials, uh, essential. yeah. But I feel like that is like third tier. Like you, you're in gaming. You're, you're, you, it, but it's still tricky. But it's for the most part pretty self-explanatory. Well, it's a collection. You know, lots of games. Yes. I, I have a question. Do you guys remember that first game that you played where you thought, "Wow, I am a hardcore gamer now. This game is not easy." Uh Heroes Quest. Mm. Oh, okay. But I was just sad there were no other games anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept playing Heroes Quest. Over and over and over. It's funny because I felt like I would play a game. I'm like, oh, I'm hardcore. And then I'd play a new game. I'm like, oh, crap. This is hardcore. <laughs> like uh, Seven Wonders was probably one of the first ones I did. I think Cafe Mocks for, I don't know if they still do this, but this was years ago. Like every Tuesday was like kind of drop in and play a part of this group. And so I did that for a couple Tuesdays. And that's how I played Seven Wonders. 
And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so badass. I know how to play Seven Wonders. And then I played Lords of Waterdeep. I'm like, holy crap, this was involved. And basically any other game yeah, I've yeah. played since, I remember the first time I played Kalos. I was like, I'm never going to understand this. <laughs> I'm like, I, this is no. And same with Game of Thrones. I'm like, I'm never going to figure this out. And eventually I did. And I felt like on top of the world. Like, hey. I'm pretty good at this. I lost, but I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I did a strategy. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, I, I understood the flow of the game. That's good enough for me. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Anything? Uh, I haven't played Kalos, but Kalos is a good example of like the original of worker placement mm -hmm. games, right? Uh, for me, I would say possibly Raiders of the North Sea. Uh, that's really kind of pushed me into my love of worker placement kind of games. And that was just a very it's simple, right? You put out a guy, do a thing, take a, another guy back from somewhere else and do a thing. Yeah. It's all you got to do the thing is the little work replacement, guys. Yeah. Mine is funny because in my head when I was younger, I played a lot of Risk. And in your head, when you're setting up the big Risk board with all your friends, like, man, this game is really complex. You know, you got to think about where you put your guys. In reality, it's, if you lose some dice rolls, you're, you're pretty much done. And I remember, like, I think it was a year or two ago, BG invited me over to learn not even play, learn about Twilight Imperium. <laughs> and I went over to his house, and, and the dining room table that I spent a majority of my years eating at was covered in playmat, in pieces, in instruction manuals. He handed me a pamphlet, and he's like, all right, these are all the classes. They all do something different. Take a look. And I'm like, take a look? The last I time know. I read 30 pages in a row, I mean, I was in college. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> That's when I knew that I, I mean, I, but I didn't want to stop. That was the thing. That's when I knew I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to love these games. How long? 16 hours? Nope. Nope. Not today, <laughs> but someday. <laughs> See, for me, I, when people talk about, you know, 12-hour gaming sessions, I'm not discouraged about playing games for 12 hours. I am discouraged by playing one game for 12 hours because the ADD kicks in and I am lost. <laughs> God, the same thing happened the last time we played Game of Thrones. I thought, oh, I remember playing this game for eight hours. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And then four hours in and it feel like it's been 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to get myself another soda. <laughs> I think I might win this it's game. It's funny because the very first time I played Game of Thrones, I played with a group of friends. Like my friend, her boyfriend, and all their friends. And I, plus one other person, had never played before. Everyone else did. So that game literally lasted five hours start to finish. That wow. was the shortest Game of Thrones I've ever played, yeah. and I was a new player. Yeah. I didn't win. I don't think I did. But a uh, fun little thing you can do. Have you guys heard the AWOL Nation song? Sail! Yes. Anytime <laughs> anybody would sail, immediately everyone, sail! <laughs> I like it. It's just add that to your game thing. I'm so, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, people. Actually, I love playing Game of Thrones in character of your house. It really adds a lot of flavor <laughs> to the game. I'm not going to lie. Please tell me you're Marjorie. No, God, I wish. I'd be Cersei. The smir <laughs> what is it? The smirking whore of Highgarden. Yes. I yes. just, you don't want to be old Reek. No one wants mm. to be Reek. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do so bad at the very end. I mean, he redeemed himself at least. You are obviously speaking from a female point of view. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I felt bad for him, man. I really did. Although you got to, okay, going back to Game of Thrones. Sorry, everyone. Just, I, I guess. Uh, you have to admit, going from somebody you're like, okay, you're kind of annoying, to somebody you hated, to somebody that you like, kind of were like, haha, you deserve, okay, maybe you don't deserve this, this is pretty awful, to, you know, disliking, but also like, eh, and then you're finally like, come on, just do something good. Having that many emotions towards one character throughout the entire season was actually well done. It's kind of funny that in, in your head when you were describing that, I was thinking, that's the person in the lead in the first two turns of any board game. Oh, we all really hate you. You're going to die. <laughs> Screw you for being terrible. 
get back into the game, you're getting to the end, like, oh, they never had any chance of winning anyways. I feel bad. Let's give them second or third. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, BJ doesn't think that way, but. <laughs> oh, I love BJ's argument is always this. I don't think I can win right now, which means you owe me something. <laughs> it's like, BJ, you got it. You can't really sell it that way. I mean, they they don't want you to win. And it's us millennials that are the entitled ones. Hey, (laughs) Uh, maybe a little bit. Just from all the different uh, mechanics in Game of Thrones and all the negotiation, I'd say that makes that a collection essential. Yeah. It doesn't matter how light or heavy the game is. It's just a game that you can always bring out. It brings something for everyone, or it's just that fun. Well, those are some great board game essentials. Uh, we were speaking of, you know, of course, games that we love to see that were, you know, Game of Thrones has turned into a game. Do you guys have any, like, TV shows you would love to see turned into a game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Misfits! Sorry. <laughs> I just thought of it. <laughs> Misfits would be cool because you'd have, like, every character could have, like, a superpower, but they don't have to fight each other. And side note, spoiler, if you haven't seen Misfits, at one point they give up their powers for money. Because they can do that. <laughs> and so then they realize we need to have powers because bad guys can come in and we need to be able to defend ourselves. So they find a way to get money and buy new powers because their powers weren't available anymore. <laughs> so maybe something where they can switch around powers could be an element of that game as well. Ooh, Ooh, cool. I, I like that. it. Uh, we, me and Sean have actually discussed this. Villainous is a great game about the Disney villains. Mm-hmm. Just apply that to Marvel. Oh, that would be <laughs> awesome. I'm Magneto. <laughs> He's Kingpin. Oh man, I would be actually. I think you guys have a Ooh. million dollar idea here. But the art <laughs> style—the <laughs> art style has to be the same art style from uh, Into the Spider Verse. I think they could rotate it. I think you could have different variants because I'm more Jim Lee '90s, Fair. 50 variant covers per per <laughs> uh, per comic. I just <laughs> loved how exaggerated. Have you guys all seen Into the Spider Verse? Yes. Oh yeah, I have it's not. I think you'll like it. Uh, side note: We are getting a sequel. Ooh. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it is a very like if you look at Kingpin, he's a very exaggerated block. Yeah, yeah. like an old no school neck. cartoon. Like no <laughs> neck, he is literally a square <laughs> body, and that is what he is. And it's just like that is so weird looking, but I like it. But I like it. It, it works. Anywho, but I thought that would be an awesome way to do it. Sean, uh, for me, it would be Wild Cards. Uh, Wild Cards is a book series by George R. R. Martin. Oh, okay. And I've wanted they they had an RPG for it for a while on the GURPS universe. But I, man, I want to see a game based around that because it's just, it's incredibly epic in its scope, uh, in the way that George R. R. Martin does. Yeah, yeah. And people die left and right. Like favorite characters just get eviscerated, and there's really cool, unique ways that you can use powers. Oh man, they do just ripe for a gameplay. <laughs> yeah, because George R. R. Martin is known for a lot of detail. Yes. <laughs> so that would make sense. Uh, me personally, I actually would go with an animated show, uh, Futurama. I would love to see some sort of sort of sweet, over the top, funny game. I don't even know what they would do with it, but I'm they have so many characters. To do with delivery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're trying to deliver and trying to get past all the monsters, like or not even monsters, but bad guys, like mom or that evil ro- de- the Satan Satan robot. Yes, it's like every every uh, thing would start out like a mission, like a normal delivery, but it would turn into like one of their adventures where they end up on like a planet, like they end up on the moon at the uh, amusement park on the moon or whatever. And like, death by schnoo schnoo. Death by schnoo schnoo. <laughs> I would love to see that. I mean, Bender would have to be on, like, every one of my cards because I love Bender. <laughs> Bender, Bender, Bender. No? <laughs> Come on, people. Uh, ah. so, uh, it's like, I'm going to make my own board game with blackjack and hookers. hookers. You know what? Screw the board game. No, actually, don't screw the board game. I want the board game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. 
And as always, apparently, there's a Futurama's Game of Bluff. Apparently, that I just found out that includes dice. I want a bigger, better one. Breaking news. Get it? Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Ah, <laughs> uh, but until next time, Josh, how can people or send them off? Get a hold of us? Yeah, I think we're going to send them off. Yes, good job. Play nice. Mm-hmm.